Hi, welcome to the Dreamcatchers. We are sisters and business partners, Marissa Klein K and Jamie Klein Stozer. We know a little something about dreaming big. In our day jobs, we run the fashion and media division of our family staffing firm in New York City, Choice Associates. We have built a brand around helping others and good energy. Known in our personal and professional worlds as light workers, igniters, and most of all believers, Jamie and I are not only dreamers, but we are doers, and we hope our energy is contagious. On this podcast, we will be chatting to each other and to some of our favorite dream catchers, the people who inspire us not only about career, but about making magic wherever they go. On What's Your Story, we will focus on real people with killer jobs and talk about how they got where they are today. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe now and follow us on social media at Dreamcatchers23 for updates and episodes. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. Yay! We're so excited to be here today. Welcome to our podcast, Christina Gorini, our long-term friend. Yes. Long-term friend? Long-time. Long-time friend. By the way, I have to apologize. I have no voice, so I'm just going to do my best yeah, today. I feel you. She's sultry. Yeah, I am sultry today. Um, we're so excited. We typically have our guests introduce themselves, so we'll take a moment in a minute, but um, welcome back. It's kind of warm in here today. Just we're a little hot. We're, it's warm outside. It's, it's like 85 degrees out. Yeah, summer's summer. happening. It's happening. Um, so we're so excited to have Christina here with us today. Thank She's you. our dear friend that we've known for a long time who just recently moved down to our area so we've been fortunate enough to have her local to come in and and talk to us today even better that we've worked professionally with her multiple times in the last i can't even believe it's the correct word but decade yeah um and we were well connected with her better half or her other half or she would say your better half um andrea who on Andrea, I, Andrea, Andrea. <laughs> which by the way we, we always say, we that. say yeah, Andrea yeah. like in the office, and they were like, "No, it's, and Andrea. it's Andrea." Yeah. Um, who we've <laughs> known. Fine. She was a fellow before we were Monmouth County moms. We were Hoboken moms, right? Um, and we were fellow uh, in the trenches together, yeah. um, trying to do it all back then. One hundred percent. And we got along really, really well, and were. Very professionally like-minded. Agreed. Um, And to have your energy so close to home is super fun. We ran into you-ish. Yes. Not too long ago. At the uh, wellness crawl. That that was... Yes. Yeah, that was Mm -hmm. not the last one that just happened, the one before. And then you came and was at our live podcast at Bellworks. Santos, yes. Which was awesome. Yeah, Bellworks is amazing. Um, So why don't you introduce yourself to everybody, Christina? Hi, everyone. I'm Christina Garini. I am the PR director at Victory PR. I am a little silver mom, um, and I'm just really excited to be here. So, you know, that's that's me. Amazing. All right, so we're going to get right into it. Yeah, man. All right. I'm like, I'm into my voice yes, a little bit. I kind of like, like it. it. Yeah, um, So obviously the title of our podcast is What's Your Story? Um, so we wanted to kind of just start from the beginning. So if you don't mind just letting us know what you wanted to be when you grew up, because we love to hear that from our guests. Yes. Um, for me, it was a cross between a talk show host and a soap opera star. So that was just, I was in high school and I didn't really, you know, I liked school, sort of. I liked the social aspect of school and I 
I was just like, what do I want to be when I get older? And a lot of people in my family were teachers and lawyers and just like really these like professional things. And I'm like, I want to be a talk show host. And um, so I like asked, a Sally Jesse yeah, like, or like, like an uh, Oprah, like an Oprah or like I remember when Ricky Lake like got her oh, show. Yes. I was like, I, I remember writing her letters. I mean, it would be a much better story if she had replied to one of my <laughs> letters, but yeah. she did not. And I don't even know if she ever got them because like who like how did I get her address? I have no idea. Like there was no Google. <laughs> so um, but I just like was so fascinated by like unpacking people's stories and like just like people sitting in an audience and cheering for these people up on stage. Like it was just like really like enthusiastic to me. Like I just really loved it. So I, and then I spent a lot of time with my grandmother and she watched her stories, which if anyone mm-hmm. watched soap operas, that's what you called them. And so I would like see these like glamorous lives on TV, like unfold. And I was like, okay. So I always, I guess fantasy world is like where was I, was your grandma like a, all my children or a she was, uh, no, um, young and the restless yeah. channel two, oh, young and the restless, two. bold and the beautiful, you know, that was her jam. And, uh, if you so went yeah. home, for lunch. Yes, exactly. Yes, but I watch I watch Price, Price is right. right. Yes, yes. Oh my God, 100%. So, <laughs> Come on down. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, what I always wanted to be. And, uh, you know, but now I get to work with talk people shows. that are yeah, on there. So it's kind of like, not it's that interesting. Far away. Yeah, it's really not that far no, off. No, it's not. It's really, really not. So. The stories. Yeah, yes. Oh my God, I just love. And putting people on blast. Yes, I just In love, a good way. Yeah, not. And celebrating people. Yeah, that's, I liked more, like, I'm not like, you know, a Jerry Springer, you know, like, I didn't right, want to be him. Though. Like, I wanted to be like like Oprah and like I just I would race home before four o'clock before Oprah like the show started so mm-hmm. like that was just a big memory for me so do you watch Ellen still I do I love Ellen um I have been known to turn on Wendy Williams as well you know I mean there's you know nothing <laughs> yeah, well, wrong with her yet. yeah so um but I really like when I was on maternity leave I watched um Kelly and Ryan then it was Kelly and Michael so yeah. like I just I, I like those shows I love the Bethany show it's not on anymore but I thought she did a really good job it wasn't her authentic self but like she did you know for primetime television she did a good job so I hear uh, I think our girl Kelly Clarkson's getting a show oh my god oh yeah. my no god no way yeah that's you didn't know that no, no yeah. I did not I, and I should know by that, the way I amazing. really hope I just didn't start a rumor no that's okay but I'm, did, I, I, mean, I felt we'll like you. pretty good rumor yeah. to start. So I, I love I Kelly Clarkson I was pretty sure that I heard that Steve who I do like actually yes was not gonna return okay. as a talk show host. Okay. Which, I don't know if he knew that actually. Um, and that was like sorry, the, Steve. We're telling you. Now. <laughs> we're telling your story. Um, but it was like the thing that came out in the media. Got and it. then, in addition to that, Kelly Clarkson, Ugh. because of where she is with the voice and all yeah. that positioning, um, was gonna get her own show. Oh which, my God, in all fairness, amazing. I think she's really, really relevant. Yeah, one hundred percent. Oh my I God, that, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I love that. What doesn't kill it. you makes you stronger. Oh my God. Or her new song, <laughs> Don't Broken Start. Is beautiful. Oh, oh my God. God. Oh my God. So good. Oh my god, it's so good. Insta cry. So, oh I haven't seen Ugly Dolls though. No, I want to see no, that movie. But that song. And that's that's motherhood that's right there. Yes. Yes. I can't wait to see Ugly Dolls. <laughs> oh my god. What was your first job? Okay, so my first job where I had responsibilities, my parents had a uh, garbage and recycling company. So in order for myself to go on my high school's European trip the following spring, I had to work for my parents in the summer. So I would 
you know, answer the phone and I would deal with people that wanted dumpsters and all that stuff. And then Nextel phones came out and we all got Nextel phones. Mm -hmm. And so I discovered a way that I could have our office line forwarded to my Nextel phone so that I could be working, but then still out with my friends. So that was my first um, rebellion in like the workplace. I probably got fired a couple times that summer. I still went to Europe. So that was my first job where I learned communication skills, dealing with people on the phone. Like it was just, it was like, you know, fast paced, people wanting things, me go, talking to my parents on a walkie talkie. Like it was just a lot of juggling, but I really liked it and I wanted to go to Europe every spring. So that was motivation. Um, my second job was I worked for Stearns and their seasonal department is a department store. I don't know if you've ever of shopped course, at Stearns. Stearns. I'm, not, I'm um, not sure. Does, is Stearns still no, with us? No, 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 yeah, no, it's no, no. Was, Along with several other yes. department stores, which is why I'm a recruiter and not a salesperson yes. anymore. Yeah, right. Yes. I know. Crazy. So, um, and I worked there for a year, for um, a summer. And then when I mo- went to Monmouth University, I worked at the papery in Shrewsbury. And um, that was just such a fun job. And at the time, I like saw myself there forever, which is crazy. But I loved helping people with their wedding invitations. And I fell in love with stationery and fonts and all this like crazy stuff. And the clientele, I sold Bon Jovi, his Mother's Day cards one year. That mm. was like, you know, kind of keeping your composure. But inside, I was like panicking and like, you know, and I think that year I bought whatever card he bought his mom. I bought my mom the same one because it was <laughs> you know, just I a, moved down here because of yeah, I, <laughs> I, I feel you. Yeah, no, I, I, I moved for Bruce. So <laughs> yeah, one or the other. Right, right. I, I met him by accident at Bureau Vino oh, oh my this God. past winter, and everyone that works at Bureau Vino still remembers oh my, my God. display. One, I, I <laughs> was, believe it. No, it was, I was shaking. I was, it was like, I remember what he wore. He wore a waffled Henley <laughs> with like two buttons. On. No, and like, and I like, because I went to Mount St. Mary's Academy and he went to St. Joe's, the brother school. Not at the same time, obviously, but, um, and he <laughs> yeah, like, right, but he, um, he like dropped out of, he got like kicked out of St. Joe's. So he was like a rebel then. And like, just like, you know, the Catholic school thing. And well, I don't know. He was know. living on a prayer. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> and and also, yes. also, he was slippery one. Yes. <laughs> there it is. Oh, my gosh. I can keep going. <laughs> no, please keep keep going. But I'll be there for you. Yes. <laughs> These five words. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, but I love the papery. The Visconti family that owns it. I don't know if you guys shop at the papery in the Grove, but I love working in the Grove. It was just such a nice entree into So are you, fr- are you from Sarah? No, I'm from Piscataway. Um, I grew up on a farm there. Um, my family, you know, owned a farm and that's where I grew up. And then I went to Mount St. Mary's Academy, which is an all girls school in Wachung. And then for college, I went to Monmouth University. Oh, got it. And so, um, and then I kind of, I met my husband. He grew up in Howell and and he had no desire to ever live in the city. So I lived in Red Bank after college because I was like, all right, if you, we're not going to live in the city and we're, you don't want to even go to Hoboken, I'll live in the next best thing. And Red Bank kind of like was yeah. fun. And that's fair. Yeah. Next, so, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. yeah. Red Bank was amazing. And uh, so that's kind of and I always love this, the you know, the two river peninsula. I got to get used to calling it the peninsula. It's always been the two river area to me. But now everyone's like, welcome to the peninsula. And peninsula like, is kinder than area. Like it's yeah, a, like yeah. a word. Yes. It's like a good it just word. doesn't roll off the tongue as easily. Yeah, so I gotta like you know make it part of my vernacular. So got it. <laughs> so did you have any internships during all that? 
So I went to Monmouth to be a teacher. So I, as I said before, I have a lot of teachers in my family. It looked like a good, honest career. You know, the, you know, my parents didn't go to college. So they were like, you need something stable. And I was like, okay, we're going to be spending all this money on college. Like, you know, let's come out with a degree. We all know it's going to translate into something. And, um, and that was my plan. And I kind of shuffled away, did my requirements for that. And then my junior year, you had to um, observe in a classroom. And I went to an elementary school in Long Branch and I left after, you know, my time and I sat in the car and I was like, I cannot do that. Like, I cannot be a teacher. Like, there's just no way that that is what I'm going to do all day. And I was kind of stuck. I was like, what am I going to do? So I was in a sorority and I went, like, I think either we had a meeting that night or we were all getting just together. Gives you, it gives them so much credit. Right. Teachers, yeah. you have to yes. be Yes. Oh my God. It just, you have to be a saint. You really do. Truly. So much it's just, I was just petrified because I was like, I... You have to be on all yeah, day. Every and day. I didn't want to, like, do it just disjustice like I wanted if I was going to be a teacher I wanted to be a really good teacher and I wasn't going to be a good teacher so I was like I went to my sorority and I was like guys what do I do like I have two years into this career and Tina Iglesias or Tina Stanley a fellow Fairhaven mom she was like I'm interning at this magazine PR firm in um, Red Bank and I was like okay so what do I do to, to get there like I, I, I don't even know what that is but I want to do that and she was like I don't know talk to your advisor so I talked to my advisor and we figured out that I could become an English major drop the education and pick up some minors in PR and journalism and I was like alright that sounds cool cool. All right, I'll figure it out. Right, like you're just like I was just kind of like, all right, I need, you know, I want to graduate and, you know, and all this stuff. So I got, I went, Tina told me about this internship. I met with them. They weren't hiring. And it was the semester had already started. I had like hours to get in paperwork to be qualified for this internship for junior year. And I was like, oh my God. So I emailed them afterwards and I was like, it was such a pleasure if you need, if anything changes. By the way, this is great advice. This is a lot of the things that we always say. Listen up. I like emailed them afterwards after in person they had told me they didn't have a position and they emailed me back Susan Belfer who's also a Fairhaven mom was the owner of this PR firm and she's still doing PR today and she emailed me back and she was like we really liked you we're gonna figure it out why don't you come back on Monday and I was like awesome again I had made no an idea. impression anyway right but I had no idea what you PR followed was. up you- <laughs> By the way, you followed up appropriately. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Right. And you I, never know unless you go. Right. You say exactly. that all the time. You never know. Yeah. And I just was like, and I just said yes. And I was like, you know what? Whatever they want me to do, say yes. I That's will another figure mantra. it out. I will figure it out. So I went back that Monday. I had room in my schedule class-wise, and I fell in love with PR. I fell in love with the magazine industry. So they were a PR firm that helped businesses in the area grow, and they created a regional magazine to be a vehicle for those businesses. So it was, I got like the best of both worlds. I was, then that internship turned into a job after I graduated. So it was amazing. so that's where you started. Yeah, so I. That was your first job. That was my first job and I am forever indebted to. Did you forward your phone to the next hell? I did, (laughs) At the time, I remember getting my Blackberry. At that time it was a Nokia? Oh no, no, I got the, I went straight to the Blackberry (laughs) and I. The Razor, the Razor, you skipped over the Razor stage. I, but I I did, you're (laughs) absolutely right. I miss my Blackberry. I do too. I think everything changed for the worst yes. for me after I left. One, 
I when I started with Andre, I got an iPhone, and it was for the better. Sorry, Andre, but uh, I miss my BlackBerry. It just funny. Marissa compatible. says I really miss BBM. I'm like, you know, that's iMessage. <laughs> I know, it's but the, the same thing. Feel, no, there was something about it where it allowed allowed someone as loose cannony as me to check a box. Yes, the BBM right. and the BlackBerry. Yes. I felt like I could actually control. Yes, or my iPhone, I don't have control because no. your I, iPhone I, is legit a computer in your oh hand. Oh my god, yes. legit. Where 100%. the BlackBerry was still a device, right? right? Yeah, that had the same capabilities as an iPhone. So she was very resistant at the beginning. We all had iPhones, oh. and she didn't get no, one. I, I was get with one for you a long time. Yeah, me. I didn't just get one. Meet until... me at the bank teller. I'm still yeah. there. <laughs> no, I just I I you know, but everyone that I worked with had a BlackBerry, and I remember going to my mom like, I need a BlackBerry, and she was like, Okay. So like, I upgraded to a BlackBerry. I didn't even you know know what I was doing, but I fell in love with PR. I fell in love with you know, meeting with clients and listening to their dreams and what they wanted. And I just like, I always wanted to be there. And I, and I was so grateful when they offered me a job and, um, I was with them for till 2005. So I graduated in 2004. I was with them for a year and then the magazine kind of dissolved and it, the magazine industry is really hard, especially yeah. a regional magazine. It's just, you know, it was just really t- like there was just a lot of moving parts and they helped me get a job in the city at KMR Communications and that's where I met Andrea so I was at KMR for about five years there I launched brands like Not Your Daughter's Jeans which is now called sure. NYDJ mm-hmm. I don't know if I knew uh, that yeah so I launched them I launched uh, the uh, microcurrent device called New Face that was a mom and a daughter team and now they are a huge company they sell at Ulta Sephora everywhere but I worked with them when they were just these like mom and a daughter that was like launching a product so I and that's what I love that's what I love about PR is like I usually am the first publicist that someone has when they have an idea or like are about to launch and I love being that first impression to PR that's like so exciting when I met you years ago I felt like this was the thing that connected us the most because where Jamie and I really we really enjoy helping a new business grow so the beginning stages. Yes. Um, you know, and that does that does that make us a lot of money in this world? No. No. Um, but for some reason, it has always been so rewarding so to rewarding. help people make their first Absolutely. hire, yes. their second hire. Yes. And we are both collectively known as a walking bullhorn for anything yep. that we believe that we in. Believe yep. in. So 100%. if we believe in your business, or we believe in who you are as a person, yes. or we think that you are doing an amazing job we celebrate you and that's why the podcast for us this natural conversation is we intend to showcase people that are making magic stay in the magic yes stay in the the same bracelets not a shock no thanks Roxanne yes Um, and we we like to broadcast other people's hard work 100% you know and one of the things that I've noticed through the years and I mean you're more connected to media than I am because you eat Breathe, breathe, sleep, all day, etc. Every day. Um, we just felt like everything out there spends a lot of time celebrating someone's really big idea right. or celebrating, you know, stuff that's kind of untouchable. And the intention here is to celebrate the person that's actually us. Yeah. Like when, uh, yeah, the, the normal person that's actually making magic. Heroes, unsung yes. heroes. Unsung yeah, heroes. You know, no totally. one's giving us an Academy no. Award for doing a really great job no. today. So I've always <laughs> said, I'm like, I want to spend time on people that are working and in the careers that they set out or didn't set out to do and inspiring others and lifting others and helping them get to their next place. Right. So I feel like we really share a I, very I strong common thread there. Yeah, and for me it was, you know, even when I got that job, it was my first New York City PR job, which was a big deal, boutique agency with really impressive clients. I still 
think back and I didn't really know what I was doing, but I had a senior account executive who was above me and then she left and they never replaced her. And I had to just figure it out. Like I, it was like trial by fire. I probably messed up a ton, but I learned every step of the way. And I really was able to figure out like the type of PR career that I wanted because I was given that opportunity where a lot of times you're just like following the leader and you're, you know, underneath the thumb of whoever your higher up is. I didn't have that. Like I just kind of put my nose to the computer. I plugged away. I made friends. I have there are people in my life media wise that I worked with then that I'm still working with today. And that is PR. That is networking. No, I could change agencies. I could go somewhere else. No one can take my contacts away from me. And I've had those contacts since I was, you know, 21 years old. You know, it's just an amazing thing. And just to take a moment here to back up, for those of our listeners who don't know what true PR really is, because a lot of the time, I remember I used to have to explain it when I first yeah. started my career oh, as in my PR. My family still doesn't know what My mom's do. like, yeah. what is it that goes yeah. on? So I always said, and feel free to chime in, yeah, but I always course. said, like, if you're reading an article or you see yep. some uh, a segment on a the Today Show yep. or you see some sort of cool event happening yep. and there's a brand behind it. So you're reading an article and there's a, br- a mention of yep. something. An expert, an f- influencer, anything Typically like that. Typically that has PR behind it, 100%. right? 100%. But what's so fascinating about PR is that a lot of these editors and a lot of these influencers now, obviously there's so much change in PR with blogs and uh, social media has changed your game completely, I'm sure, from the way I was trained. Like ours ours were editor lunches, right? So I would take people to lunch and basically schmooze them in a way, but they had to believe in whatever it is I was selling them. And they had a like, you have to be likable You have to be likable and it's all about networking and your relationships. Like I remember having a conversation with an editor once and I at that time was doing PR for Secret Deodorant. Mm. And oh, she Marina said, Mauer? Yeah, Marina Mauer. Oh, my Mauer. God. Awesome. That was my, first, that was my first job yeah, out of awesome. school. Oh, my God. I didn't and, know that. Yep. And then I was there for four years. I was there in PR, and then I switched to recruiting awesome. there. That's oh how I started God. my career. Oh, my God. I interviewed with them. I, I can't remember. Pendergast? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that her uh-huh. last name? She's, yeah. She le- came after I left. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, That's crazy. So funny. Oh, my God. Awesome. Um, that is hilarious. Yeah. She, I think she's South African or something. Yeah, she was amazing. Yeah. I didn't have big budget experience at the time. Like I, It's tough. Yeah, it Most was for CoverGirl. Yeah. yeah, it was for CoverGirl. I, I worked they on were... CoverGirl when I first graduated. That oh was my, my first internship. Oh, my God. That's crazy. And then I got a job in, in ph- kind of pharma healthcare, yeah. and I shifted into um, consumer health. So I was cool. on secret for a majority of my career there. And I remember having a conversation with an editor who said to me, you know, we're not doing an article right now about like a gym bag. Typically a secret deodorant would be like in the gym bag or summer. And so I remember saying to her, I don't know about you, but I sweat all year long. Like I wear secret every day. I'm not just wearing secret at the gym or in the summer. like to meet you. And we end up having this whole conversation about how there's no reason that secret should not be covered in other articles about just year-long like beauty and and care and because of that conversation she ended up pitching an article to her editor oh my god and we ended up getting like secret covered all year long as opposed to just in the gym bag or just and I remember education too yes it's huge and now granted I switched into HR and recruiting because of circumstance right but it is a very similar world that we live in it's making connections it's having relationships and it's Improving somebody's day to day. Yeah, thinking so about the you, end goal for whoever, whether it's yep. a dream career or or my clients, it's a dream placement. You know, like it's, a game changer. Yeah, it's like before it used to be the Oprah effect. If I I used to say if I had a dollar for every time a client I got on a client got on a call with a new client and they said they wanted to be on Oprah, which I've gotten clients on Oprah. I mean, not your daughter's jeans was on Oprah. Yeah. Like it happened. They it was you know we our agency launched them. So it's not not possible. It's just 
there, it's reminding the client of what there's different goals too. Like, you know, Oprah, yes, it's successful for, for a, when she was had a show, successful for a lot of clients, yep. but there are other outlets that are going to be just as beneficial to you, especially now with the way influencer were, influencers are. I was just are. about to quote that meme that we saw the other day. We talk about this all the time. Yeah, it doesn't like, have to be Oprah yeah, it's, to, there's to so feel many successful. Yeah, what was like, that? Like, it, you was our, to, it was on our Instagram. Yeah, I have to find it. We posted it. I, I was it. obsessed with it. It was like, I'll find it. It was it was a great quote. Hold on, keep keep talking. So but yeah, you know if, what? While we're talking, while she's looking for that yeah. quote, which I think is a really nice thing to say, you said that you felt like you messed up like a lot of times. Oh, one hundred. Can you give us an example? Because I think it's really important yeah. for everybody, oh. every part of their career. Give me an example of something that you know you failed at. Oh, um, oh man, uh, you know, not fulfilling clients like. Not educating the client and just listening to them. So I, early in my career, I would let the client run the campaign. And that is a big no-no in PR. Yes, they're paying you. Yes, they have an agenda. Yes, they have these goals. But I'm the professional. And I would let them steamroll me. And I would do everything they wanted me to do. And they still wouldn't be happy. And that is a big failure, you know, when it comes to PR. Do you think that was because you felt young and not confident? Yes, yes. I think it was that. I think that I at the time and, and now, still am now, people, now you please. feel less young so you yeah, don't mind I do it feel, yeah. oh my god I turned 37 a couple days ago and I am like happy birthday thank you it was on the 11th and I 37 is it's it feels old <laughs> you know not old but it, it like take, take it's it a, easy yeah it's like <laughs> take it easy here whatever <laughs> you say next it's not gonna be good no it's it was a year that like before when I last year when I was 36 I was like oh I'm still 35-ish and now it's like alright 37 and I just it's I, I felt this birthday and in a good way and not in a good way, but it's all it's all good. Aging is a beautiful thing, so I shouldn't just embrace it. True, so, um, but yeah, I think I felt she got herself out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Such a publicist. A By the way, I found I found oh, what is a the quote? quote? You do not have to be an influencer to make an influence. One hundred percent, absolutely, and I think that. Brands need to remember that wherever you are in the creation of, you know, your timeline. And and I think people get so caught up. But for going back to your question about failure, I think that I let clients run the show because I was not confident and I was, you know, wanted to please them and I wanted them to we be happy. We have that same issue. And it's crazy. And when I mentor younger staff now, I say to them, I'm teaching you. I'm giving you the tools where you manage up. Yes. Just 100%. because you feel your youth. You know, I think it's interesting to showcase this vulnerability a little bit. Yeah. Because in the lifestyle that we we all work for, the, we work in a millennial's world at this point. 100%. However, if you take, if you strip everyone down, millennial or not, at the end of the day, someone in their mid-20s, they feel a little bit inconspicuous. They feel like they're walking into something sometimes with a t-shirt that says, by the way, I've only been doing this for a couple of di- right. years. Right. So, you know... We joke or we we commiserate that the millennials are this or the millennials are that or the millennials are this. But I do think that there's a common thread between all of us in every generation. At the beginning, regardless if you're living and working in a millennial world, you still feel somewhat vulnerable when you first start Absolutely. because if you don't have the years of experience. So that is a common bond. 100%. Um, for my generation – you guys are a, a, a teensy bit behind me, but we're still relatively yeah. the same generation. Oh, yeah, but even with the new hire now, well, I'll coach them. And they have all the things that we lean into and hate on. Yes. Right? Yeah. And they still need to be reminded, you've got this. 
Oh, there's definitely insecurity. In a, sale, in a sales-driven business. Yes. Yeah. Every other business, they think that they run the world. I say that in the nicest way with a hug, everybody. <laughs> um, but... But in a sales-driven business, I think, and publicity and staffing, yeah, we are we are sailing and business development. And I, I believe that um, the younger generations are ill-equipped at feeling um, assertive. Yes, I they don't know how to. They don't know how to. They don't know how to get what they want. They just expect just to have actually, it. We just actually recorded a special kind of episode of this that we sent to you, actually. Yes, We'd love we, for you to listen yes, to it. I want to. About new grads and how it's unfortunate, but they're in a generation for not necessarily their fault with very little skill to hustle. Hustle. Because they're they just missing assume the, they're going to receive. That's right. right. Because they're living in a world and they grew up in a world where they didn't have to hustle. Everything no. was at their fingertips. But they now, just Google. Right. Yeah. I mean, but now they like almost don't know how to hustle. Right. Like there was no Googling, you know, um, where to follow up on your resume. Yeah, now yeah. it's, you have, like you can find that information and they, they like opt out of using it. They don't know how to use it, which is crazy. Um, so yeah. we we talk about that often um, in our in so, our. So I'm office. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But so speaking of starting, what do you think? What do you wish you knew? I mean, you kind of you kind of careened into this career. Yeah, I just kind what do you of, think you wish you knew it when you started? I think that early I was so obsessed with titles and you know I thought there was this straight line to the top well in PR it's very misleading that way I think yeah it's very not to interrupt you but no, it's very it's like. Okay. AAE, AAE, JAE, SAE. And it's like every year you get promoted and like depending on your agency side, it's just the way And I was obsessed with that. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, and I was like, and everyone's like, you've been at your agency for too long. You, you know, in order to, you know, get a pay raise or a um, title change, you have to move to an agency. And I was loyal, I guess, to a fault because I was at that agency for five years. Sure. And that is like a a very long time. That is like a A dinosaur. I am. I'm so loyal. And I just my husband's that way. And I loved and I love them. And even when I left, I don't even know if I was completely honest about the next job I was going to because I was so like afraid to disappoint them. But it was, you know, and they had taught me everything I know about PR. But what I learned, and I hope that this can help anyone that's like trying to navigate their career, is the title really doesn't matter. And, you know, the the straight line to the top really doesn't exist. It's like a jungle gym. It's lateral as long as you're in the middle. Like that and I learned that like even with working with Andrea. Oh, Sorry. No, even me, working me. with By the way, Sarah Personette said something about the jungle gym too. I think that's yeah, such a good it is. analogy. It's like a jungle gym. You can gym. jump around and yeah. that doesn't mean that and you're not it's, you're taking a like a no, like a cut. sometimes lateral moves that will get you in the in the center of what's happening. That's going to be more. That's going to be better for you career wise than like going to some position that has a really great title. But and you like, don't have this wisdom when you're young because no, that's I, all didn't. You I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. When you have Every, other things in your life right. to enrich you, right? Like a baby or distraction 100%. or whatever you know, family or grown up responsibilities that come with thirty seven plus. Yeah. You know, you're not as focused on it anymore, and you also have have the bandwidth to understand that it's not as big of a deal. No, when Andrea hired me, it was her and I, and we, I was the PR director then, but I was directing no one but myself. But I had, like, I was in the, I was with her making every decision, learning about how to, I was stretching these entrepreneurial muscles that I didn't even know I had. And it was amazing. And if I would have said no to her, and would have gone maybe to a big agency now that I had these big big budget experience, I maybe would still be like middle totem pole 
making a nice salary, but like not stretching these creative muscles. So for me, you know, if I could go back to Christina a few, you know, a decade ago or more, I'd say just find a position that you're in the center of the action because that's where you want to be because that's where someone's going to identify you for the talents that you do have rather than thinking like, oh, okay, so she just wants to ride the ladder up and make a certain salary and get and gather all these positions and these titles. Really, what does that mean if you're not gathering any intel? Mm-hmm. Also, I, I think along the way, if I might insert myself yeah. here, is you noticed that you really enjoy affecting the bottom line. And 100%. in a true corporate environment... Yep. Corporate PR, you're just working on yeah. the account. Yeah, you're that they score. Right, you're not able to. And I'm not. I'm not. Dis, I'm not disputing like the or, actual new business development. Yeah. The impact yeah, I, on the, uh, on the when smaller when you work in a businesses. big corporation, there is many many perks to yes. working in a big corporation. I don't rain on that parade at all. But when I talk to a woman like you, I think you are you're like me. You got to be touching it. Yes, Scrappy. I have to be. If you're not, if you're you're not touching it, you're going to have your you would have come to me a few years ago bored, dry, exactly. and uninspired. Exactly. So I need you to be would in the center. to be in the yep. in the mess. I want to be I want to get messy. I want to get dirty. I want to feel every, you know, like feeling that's happening within like the good and the bad of a business. And I was able to do that. Actually, I was kind of able to do that at every position. I just, with Victory, it's been such a good learning and it's, you know, Andrea allows me to be you, be be me. Yeah. And it's been really amazing to our audience guys. Important. Sometimes dollars doesn't talk as much as the ability to be yourself. Right. Which is such a, simple sentence. Right. It is. But at the end of the day, if you take New York City out of it, which you were fortunate enough to do. I did, yeah. So if you take New York City, which is one of the biggest she is she is one of the largest, if not the largest, silent character in so many of the conversations that we have. You know, because she dictates Yeah, 100%. You know, who you're living with, where you're living. How, How much your roommates paying. you're splitting? What job you can go for because your parents can't help you? What neighborhood? Yes. Where are you commuting from? But if you take New York City out of the equation and you get down to business and you actually look at yourself in the mirror and if you were at that crossroads back then and someone offered you Choosing Your Own Adventure, which was one of my favorite mm. books growing up. Um, Choose Your Own Adventure, Christina Guarini, perm placement at this major organization, middle level senior level, this salary down the road, and touching these clients, X versus this person here, I would say nine times out of 10, if not 11 out of 10, you would still choose this one. Absolutely. Because who you are as a person is then more satisfied. Um, And as long as the monetary compensation is taken out of it, which by the way, not to say that any true corporate PR firm pays any different than if you're making your own or you're scrappy, um, which I'm scrappy. I don't know. We're all scrappy. But I'm yeah, saying that that lifestyle doesn't necessarily <laughs> yeah. parlay into dollars down the road any different. Yeah, you have to have patience. It's just that middle level, I think. Yeah, you have it's to have tough in the middle. And you spend, unfortunately, in our businesses, you spend a lot of time in the middle, right? Yep. You spend several years. And that's what we, you know, we talk to people all the time that are in that space of that AS kind of MS level. They're not yeah. quite a VP, but they're not, they're no longer an SAE, like a, even in fashion sales, that's a tough spot. Yeah. Such a tough spot. So, and it's also right around when you probably, maybe you're getting married or right. having a baby and right. it's all at that same timing. And we, we, we say to people that are deciding to stick it out, sometimes you just have to have a little patience at that time. 100%. Um, and then with time, 
you know, things get get. I, yeah, I mean, I took a calculated risk working with Andrea, but I knew that if I worked hard and that if I believed in myself, we would still be around in 10 years. And we're coming up on 10 years next year. Right. So, you know, and mm-hmm. it was just the two of us for a long time. It's amazing. We, along that time, we birthed three children, two for her, one for me. We have, re- we hired Carrie about five years ago. She's the senior account executive sure. with us. Graduate of Friends Maris. with the Choice family. Yes, she is, you know, she is my millennial, um, you know, mentor, and she teaches me all the cool things I need to know. She's smarter than me on many things. Yeah, she's smarter than me on many things. I, you know, and I trust her, but that took time too. It was very hard for me to delegate. I worked by myself, and I, even my job before, I worked from home really by myself. So I was like a solo PR girl just plugging away. So, and now we have a new business development director, uh, Katie Burke, who is amazing. And she comes with 11 years in um, medical, um, digital marketing for healthcare and medical clients. And she teaches us something new every day. And we're all scrappy. We're all stretching these entrepreneurial muscles. And I needed that to feel alive. And listen to Mm -hmm. any of those firms out there or any of our fellow listeners who, who maybe work for a business that you're thinking about hiring or your first big investment into PR and marketing, you're all the reason why I would want to be with a victory. Yeah, no, I we're mean, on, this we're on story a big is 100. percent Yeah, we're on a really big growth plan right if now. If I'm working with someone, I need someone like you working with me. Thank you, thank because you. Because I gotta be like you and I and Jamie. We're like in it yes. to win it. No, I want. I feel and it. Finishing each other's sentences, yeah. and that's who you want your partner is. In, in when you're looking out there to hire an agency, you need to feel emotionally connected to the people that are advocating for you. When I feel when my clients, I feel like I'm a part when we start like really jiving I feel like I'm a part of their brand like it is like I feel like I'm birthing it with them and it's you know even right now we're working with motherly and they are they're speaking to the millennial mom and I was a fan of motherly before I started working with them professionally but now that I have this like inside like track to how they operate they are 40 women that all work virtual there's no office for Motherly. Love it. The founder, one founder lives uh, in Menlo Park, California. The other one lives in Summit, New Jersey. And all their other 40 employees are scattered all along the, around the country. To watch them operate is like a symphony. The two founders are the conductors. And these, the way these women get things done, it is so impressive. Are we, are we shocked? We're not shocked. I'm not shocked, but it is so beautiful to like watch it unfold and like then to be now a part of it as their publicist, like and to help them get press. These two founders have never really been vocal about their founderness. Like they just kind (laughs) of like never, like they kind of just let motherly like do the talking for them. And they are two of the most impressive women I've ever met. They are just so, and they met at like, they're both their husbands were in business school together and that's how they met. They like cross path, cross path, excuse me. And it is just how they operate is a symphony and it's beautiful. And they, I'm totally like in awe of them. And the get, the fact that I get to work with them is like what insane. A, like what a heartfelt, authentic comment so, about your own client. You know yeah, no, I will I challenge, I'll challenge you there because I see your passion for your clients. Obviously we've seen our firsthand and you, you know, you talk about these yeah. clients so lovingly. Yeah. And Have once ever, a client, always a client. Like, right. you know, it's just because you're not on my retainer every month doesn't mean I'm not still thinking about you and loving and you. And you're loving you. Yeah. And would you ever say, and you don't have to mention 
Have you ever done PR for a brand that you didn't believe in? Yes. Or like a product and I will, that you... I can talk about it too. Was it you, mine? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no, because um, I find it fascinating because I did go through like, even though it was a short time, in my four years in PR, I went through an interesting cycle of working on things I was a true believer in and a right. true user of right. or fan of. And then a couple where I was like yeah, lost in the sauce. A 100%. And it was very difficult to do PR where your job is to speak positively about something that is not really that great. And we, by the way, we talk about this all the time because right. in our business now, there are jobs, there are salaries, there are companies, there are growth spurts that it's are hard. challenging to find people to do. Well, guess what? The work is hard. Work yeah. is hard. If it wasn't hard. work, it'd be called camp. <laughs> right. And you know, it's, it's Sorry, very challenging. not always going to be easy. What we do is essentially PR yeah, for, for a candidate to a client or a client to a candidate. Yeah, and there are times where I don't think the candidate is that amazing, no, but I think yeah. that they're perfect for your job. But you got to like figure or, it out, right? Exactly. Or I think a job is perfect for you, but right. I don't necessarily think that I would want to do it. Right, right. But it's very- And it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to take your emotion. You're obviously a very emotional, loyal yeah, person. Absolutely. So to, to have to take yourself out of that and really just make the marriage is a huge challenge. Yeah. So when I left uh, KMR Communications, I got a job. So it was around 2008 and budget budget cuts were happening sure. all over the place, sure. especially with beauty and fashion. And it was, I had to make a decision and I could stay in the city and plug away and find another job. No one was really hiring, but there was this agency in Princeton, New Jersey that was hiring. And I still lived in Red Bank. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to try to get a job there. They weren't really hiring, but I was like, I'm going to try to get a job there. And I tried and I tried. And then an opportunity came up and I applied for it and they were about to give it to someone else. And then they met me and I just had more of what they needed for out of a publicist. And they retracted you, their you offer. I was like, Whoops. okay, you know, but sorry, listen, for sorry. me, it was the it was the it was the change. Everything happens for a reason. And at that, so age, they retracted the offer. Right. Wow. Yeah. So I um so I worked with them for uh, about if two we were years. their agency. We've been. Oh like, my Don't god, do that. it was so bad. I know. <laughs> I still to this. I feel bad because I that's who but I the am. But the trajectory of who you are, whatever was written for that other right. Woman, I'm sure they're fine. She's onward right. and upward. Yeah. So um, but that agency was a lot of um tech and business and really like wasn't my forte, but. I worked for, I launched Blue Sigs, which was the big electronic mm -hmm. cigarette. And in the beginning, I was okay with it because it had more of a, um, they created this like, this thing where it was like this technology where other people that were using Blue Sigs, you'd get a signal and then you could go vape together. Like it had this like social network attached to it. So I, I got them on the front cover of the New York, uh, the New York Times. Like I did good press for them, but I remember being at an event where I had a table of the Blue Sigs in front of me. And I'm like talking to. Did they like, have a storefront in Hoboken? Is that the place that had a storefront in Hoboken? I don't think they ever had a storefront. I don't think so. But they anyway, were. That but they were the one that, that lit time. blue at the end. And yes, it was yes, a lot yes, of yes, our, I remember. Like, it was on Beverly Hills Housewives. It was like you know. It, I just was watching. Um, it was on Billions, the first season of Billions, that the Blue Sigs. Mm -hmm. Stephen Dorff, if I'm mm -hmm. dating myself, he was a spokesperson for them. So. 
really good work went into it. And I was a great publicist for them. I got them a lot of amazing, amazing press. But I remember being at one of these like health fairs and we were still trying to spin it as a health product. And a friend, a girl that I went to high school with who is an influencer, um, walked up to the table and it was the first time in my career that I was embarrassed. And I remember like talking to her about this product and I like didn't feel it. And that I have to say it was maybe a month later I left the agency and started working with Andrea because I it was like they were going to feel right. It didn't See, feel funny. right. And they were and they were not going to know you. I didn't know you were going to say that. I didn't. So I wasn't really, that wasn't no, a leading it, question. It, it, was but real. it really does resonate when you are working on something that does not. Yeah, I couldn't. That was about when I decided to switch into recruiting yeah. too, because I was working at that time on a, an, uh, a black boxed FDA okay. um, product, which for those of you that don't know what that means, it means that it has like a, like a lot of regulations around right. it. And in fact, it was, you know, had a lot of dangers, but a lot of people, it was still approved to use for certain uses. And I had to, at that time, it was true pharma. And I had to still get coverage for this product that I knew had like 80% like failure rates and all sorts of negative, but still had enough positive that it was considered an that FDA. Did predate the commercials with all the side effects? No, that was always the thing. You had to say yeah. a lot of the side effects in order to be you know, regulated yeah. with the FDA. And that's a commercial, not PR, but yes, same thing. So if you're reading <laughs> a magazine, to put, it, ad people. to put it into PR, you're reading a magazine and you see an ad for like a, a pharma product, the next page is like the whole list of all the right. side effects. That's why there's two me pages. Me drinking out of this rook cup is PR. Correct. Yes. There yes. it is. They didn't pay me to do it, so it's not advertising. Correct. I'm not done. Yeah, PR is fine. I'm just blonde. Correct. It's earned media. But it's that was earned a, exposure. That's yeah. right. So that's around when I decided to make a change too. Because yeah, no, I was found myself having trouble having these conversations at that time with journalists and people that worked yeah. at you know at the trade no, magazine because it was embarrassing. Yeah. I'm like, this stuff isn't even like approved for most people to right. use. And the, why is it still on the shelves? And, and the so, brand was a big fish for that agency. So that brand was going nowhere. And I was the lead on that brand. So they were pay, probably paying my salary in some capacity. Like sure. And I and I had been freelancing a little bit for Andrea, like, you know, going back to um because I started my career really doing the PR for doctors, and I love doing the PR for doctors. If you're a doctor in the tri-state area and you do not have PR, you should look in the mirror and question yourself. Like, if you are a doctor that wants a bustling industry, you need PR. There's Especially a, now. Yeah. It's, because it's, the struggle is real for being the med- medical world. Absolutely. And you need to get, because you're doing things that you think are normal, and they are press-worthy. Like, you know, I just started working with the Montclair Breast Center. uh, You know, it is such an impressive institute. And like no one realizes that you really do need a separate doctor for your breast health at any age. Like you really do. Like it's and I didn't know that before I started working with them. So I'm being taught something new every day. But I wanted to get back to doing the PR for doctors. And that's what Andrea was doing. And so I was doing a little freelance for her, like some podiatrists. I was getting them on Good Day New York. And, you know, I was stretching those muscles. And she then was like, I'm ready. And I'm like, oh, ready for what? What are you going on vacation? And she was like, nope, I'm ready to give you an offer you can't refuse. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I left this job where I got health insurance and I got, you know, I had, you know, I was up for a review and I was killing it. So I was probably going to get whatever you I was asking. You might have been killing it actually. Yeah, right. Right. Sorry. Right. So, <laughs> sorry, and, not sorry. And I, <laughs> loose eggs. And I, right, true. And Killing um, it, killing people, killing everything. killing it all. Just killing. But she gave me an offer and I was like, like, okay, let's do this. And that's, you know, how it all began where I am today. So, Incredible. you know, we haven't done this in a while um, because it felt 
uh, it felt it didn't insert itself into our last few conversations, but I feel like it's really perfect for right okay. now. So we have these mantras that we have in our day-to-day on our business cards. We repeat them all the time. Our audience probably is familiar with some of them, but I feel like it's really great to explore them with somebody, especially like you. So our first mantra, I feel like we might have already covered, but it is say yes. Can you think of a time where you could have shouted that from the rooftops? When I started working with Andrea. I mean, saying yes to her was the best decision. But at the time, it was so scary. Like, I remember going to, my husband and I went to her apartment at the Berkshires in Hoboken Mm -hmm. and had dinner with her and her husband. And they, like, kind of wanted to lay out the plan. And, you know, and she was very open that she wanted to start, you know, having a family. And, like, you know, she created Victory to be this flexible work solution for the type of life that she wanted. And she just wanted to see if I was in line with that because you know, if you're going to let someone intimately into your brand, like she was letting me into, she wanted to make sure we were like-minded. We had worked together in the city and I was actually like her senior account executive. Like I was, she always says that I taught her everything she knows about PR, but like it was her business and she just wanted, like we both wanted to make sure it was the right choice and it was. So saying yes to that was a game changer for me, calculated risk in all ways, but like the best decisions. Where so, did you work for her? Where, would she work for you? Where was that? Uh, KMR Communications. Oh, that- so yeah, Got it. yeah, we worked on, um, you know, but she's like, I, she came from, she was a writer in on Long Island. She was, you know, wrote for some like local um, outlets and she wanted to get into PR too. And she's a natural born publicist, you know, but we're also, we have different styles too. Yes. And that was very complimentary to us both and this business. That, you that's know, how we are. Yeah. That's how we are. We happen Jamie to be related, but that, yeah, very, like, Jamie and I are very similar, but yeah. everyone that knows us well knows that how different we are. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, so I think that the say yes ties into the dream big, which yeah. we may have just covered. Yeah, I th- you know, that too. Like, you know, I am able, being at Victory, I'm able to dream about other things, like the type of life that I want to live. I was, you know, very fortunate to be able to raise the family, how I want to raise my family. I'm with my daughter a lot, but I'm also still working and like making it work and finding this like flexibility, which has been so huge for me. Isn't it interesting how dream big changes? Yes, it does. It is, you know, and I think that you always got to be dreaming, you know, and dreaming big comes in different waves and different styles in your life like you know i in 10 years i hope i'm chasing another dream so me too same um you never know unless you go we've definitely covered that we talk about that all the time because if you had never gone on some of these meetings or you haven't followed up the way that you had your career would not have fallen into place the way yeah but i think d and e if i might say actually is really applicable for your business okay okay because i feel like as much as as much as we've talked about your yeses when you network the most when you need it the least or another card to take another hand to shake, how many times do you meet someone that doesn't hire you? Oh, or client-wise? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, I you have to get – when you're in PR, you have to get used to no. No in many different ways. No from the media. No from clients. No from – you know, everybody. I mean, like you have find yourself. I have said no more in the past. Probably my daughter just turned seventeen month old. Seventeen months old. I've said no more in the last <laughs> seventeen months than I have that I've ever felt comfortable saying. But I think that you know. And but I see with the net park networking part. Like I, there are people that I may meet like tomorrow that maybe they don't fit into the world that I'm living in right now, but I still am glad that I met them because in 
couple years or in a different right. way, they might mean something. Well, so, here's a case in point. We work together. Yes, absolutely. And look at we us We had a, a mutually beneficial situation yep. going between yep. Victory, Andrea, you, Jamie, and myself. Yep. We paused because of a, a million children. A lot yeah, of absolutely. Things. A lot of things. And now we're... Living Same, down the street from yeah. each other. And talking right now. Yeah, no, it's amazing. So you never so know. no door is actually closed. No, ever. and I know. And that is another lesson. Do, you know, everything, keep it even cracked open a little bit because you never know when that is go when the opportunity is going to like present itself. And you're just, even like there's editors that I worked with years ago that I didn't really have anything that they needed. Maybe, you know, when I stepped away from beauty, I couldn't pitch them. But now I'm finding myself pitching them again, and they're remembering me. Like, it is such a great feeling that I made. So Ten years ago, I yes. made an impression on you that you remember who I am. I pitched a reporter at, the, at CBS that I have not worked with in probably eight plus years. And she was like, of course I remember you, Christine. And I'm like, my name has changed. I, you know, you, you know, have changed jobs a couple times, but like, it's still like we picked up where we left off eight years ago. And it's so important to just leave it cracked open a little bit. You never know when the opportunity is going to present itself. A hundred percent. So that's a good segue into we love talking about mantras, obviously. Yeah. So do you have one? Do you have a I mantra? I do. I do. So professionally, anytime things get like super crazy and we have to like center ourselves and remember what we're here for, I always say it's PR, not ER. And I don't know if you guys have ever heard mm -hmm. that, but it just kind of like, it doesn't mean that we're not valuing our clients and that we don't like want to work hard for them. But sometimes you just need that like reality check. Like, what are we doing this for? Like who, what is the goal? Right. <laughs> like, let's kind of like realize that we're not in the middle of an emergency room. No one is dying. Like, you know, let's like take a breath because sometimes when you're like that crazed, you're like not doing your best work. Mm -hmm. And so you just need that like reminder. So that is like something that I have said most of my career, career, I heard it from someone. I didn't invent it. I wish I did, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. um, and then for me, it's, um, you know, I, I got this bracelet from Roxanne Asulian. I'm probably, like, destroying her name. You said, um, you said it better than I could, okay. which is why I said Roxanne before. Okay, yeah. So Roxanne does great jewelry. She's on Instagram. I learned about her from Leandra Medine from Man Repeller. But um, I was going through, when I realized that in order to have a family, my husband and I had to go through IVF. So I bought myself this bracelet just as like a reminder to myself that like stay in the magic, whatever Life that magic, tricky, yeah, whatever that magic is, like whether it's bad magic or good magic or whatever, like just like stay in it. And, you know, the, you know, just if it's not. And then another one off the stay in the magic is um, everything in the end is going to be OK. And if it's not OK, it's not the end. And that just like kind of like helps me realize that. The line to success isn't always pretty. And, you know, sometimes like, you know, in this Marie Kondo world that we're living in, before and afters are beautiful, but it's what's going on in the center of that, like, you know, unorganized mess that really like the magic happens where you realize like, okay, maybe I didn't need five, you know, Navy t-shirts from J. Crew. You know, like, you know, so it's that, like, you know, middle part. So those are, so I guess my mantras are PR, not ER, stay in the magic, and in the end, it'll be okay. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. And those are kind of, like, what helped me I stay focused. So I, on my personal Instagram, posted the, in the end. Quote, oh, my God. Not too long ago because it was found, I found it on a 
Sienna found it on my daughter. Yes. Found it on a painted rock oh my God. at the Seabright bus stop. Yes. And I'm wearing a Stay in the Magic. We are. You're and like I my have soul a, sister. A, a painted Can I be installation in my wall. <laughs> yes, please. Um, that says, um, Make Your Own Magic. Oh, I love that. By the talented uh, Holly Suzanne yes. Rader. And that hangs that. in my home. Yes. And I have to tell you something. I needed this conversation as much as everybody else because sometimes it is really hard. To stay in the magic. It is so mm-hmm. hard. Because it's it's different for every moment. Because, like, by the way, life life has a way of wanting to get you out of the magic. Yes. Oh, my God. Always. And, like, for my husband and I, like, you know, I mean, I was, when we found out we had to do IVF, I was devastated. And I decided, I was like, I'm not doing it. We'll just be, you and I, we'll travel, we'll be those people, and it'll be great. And we went on a, I, we, I booked a trip to Paris and Amsterdam that Christmas because I didn't want to be around family. I wanted to just be with my husband. And on the plane ride home, I looked at him and I'm like, so we're doing it and we're going to make it work. And I want to be a mom because we are awesome and we have such a great life. And I want to share it with this little person that is part you and part me. And that was me staying in the magic. And I was wearing this bracelet then. Like I, you know, but I would, you know, discount it and just, you know, not remember how important when it all is. When things get clear. Yes. And I was, I, we went on this amazing trip and it was so you know, eye opening and we just, you know, and, and we worked hard and, you know, IVF is not easy, but we are so grateful. And our daughter is 17 months old and she is such a joy. She is literally like, I can't wait to see the person that she becomes. I just cannot wait. She is just so, even at this young age, she's like miraculous. She like surprises every day and she's incredible. So I can't wait. So. And Happy we're all crying now. Music. And we're all crying now. I'm um, crying. You're crying. Also, by the way, to bring it back to something funny to make us laugh. Thank you. I saw a really funny meme the other day that like is defining everything okay. you're saying, which you may have seen, but it was like on a scale from Marie Kondo to Fryer oh. Festival. Like, how messy is your life right now? Oh my God. And, oh, and I just like died laughing at that because it's just no, it's such a great no. analogy to just every day. Yes. She's like, I, I am not never going to redo no. my drawers like that, no. Marie. I'm, but like, God at least I'm you. not at the Friar Festival. No. Like I, everything yes. else is just, you know, relative. Yeah, I'm just surviving. Right, I'm just know? surviving. Yeah, I'm just how in fact, different thrive. is this content yes. than my friend Christina Santos? Hey, it's such a good content, though. No, Christina, she, we love you. I know. I love you. I, I speak Friar Festival. <laughs> By the way, I'm just living in it. And the other day, I bought myself a shirt and I wore it and then got stains on it, which is just ex- extremely appropriate. Which said, "Live in the dream," yes. and that was when I walked in ten minutes late to a PTA meeting I was supposed to be at, and walk, had to walk in front of fifty women while wearing it. So I just literally took my coffee, walked across the front. I was like, "Live in the dream, yeah, ladies. live in Here the dream." Yes, as I spilled my coffee yes. down the front of it. And if someone doesn't get that, then they we're all in it yeah, together. Come on, amazing, surviving and surviving, amazing. <laughs> Is there anything we didn't ask you that um, we should have? No, I get no. I mean. I feel I feel so happy just to be here chatting with you guys. I feel energized. You know, I got it's a day. Good stuff. It is. It's really good stuff. It's good for the soul. Good. Do you it have is good for the action word for the rest of this year. Yes, I do. And or like it, a, and a, it, a what do we call it? Not an not a resolution for the year, but an intention for yes, 2019. Um, I am living in flexibility. So when I had my daughter, I had this idea that I was going to balance it all, and I was going to these are the hours I was going to be working, and these are the hours I was going to be with her, and this is like black and white and I was like living in I was fantasy you know, world oh my god <laughs> and now it's like 
I have, li- uh, you know, I have a flexible work solution and these, these are things that I need to revel in. Like I need to stop being so black and white and not like embrace the chaos, which is hard for a tourist to embrace chaos. Um, but you know, if my daughter's content playing in her playroom and I need to jump on a call, it's okay. Like I was living in this fantasy world where that wasn't okay. And all my You don't clients, have to stare at her playing. Yeah. No, you're out you know, I don't it's You're not like, not present because yes. you're not on the floor. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. And I so flexibility um, you know, has been and this is probably in the last like two months. I'm living in flexibility and flexibility with all things. Even my daughter and milestones and all this stuff. Like she had to get glasses at the start of the year, and I mm-hmm. was so upset. Like can we I, talk about this because we can talk about it offline. Okay. Yeah. Well, she, summer oh, had yes. like eighteen months. Yes. Well, she was a year old, and I was in a state of depression. You went to the city. I well no Dr. Tertel in yeah um, Dr. Tertel yeah that's yes. who I, yeah. I went to as well yeah, yeah so he's, great. he's amazing and then um, I found glasses that she loves and you know and she lo- she wears them because she needs them and it was by that- the way you know she gets and it's not about you yes. right yeah really it's like yeah. talk, really, about, talk about uns- unsung PR yes you get glasses this young you don't wear glasses yes. after eleven dear everyone yes oh I didn't I didn't know well at least with my daughter's condition okay. sorry yeah that's no 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 and they said that she may not need them forever. Or what you know, but I just because they were covering her face, her yes, it's like face. your vanity. Oh my totally, god. Oh my, god. I, my I lost ego, my mind. I my lost my ego mind. was right. so. Yes. and then we're sitting, and then at, you realize it's just glasses. Oh my god, and Big then deal. we sat, and, then they, in, and you can see them seeing, and, and you're the like, way, the, the minute they hit the bridge oh of her god. nose, she smiled. I'm hysterical. I'll I'll literally, like those videos. It's like those videos of the people that hear their parent oh for the first, first time, time. and you realize that this is one of their senses yes. and we are because no. of our own vanities I'll never forget no. it and Same. she is more confident now with them she loves that every time they like fall on her nose she pops them back <laughs> up with her heel of her wrist she and she loves her. they're her accessory she is accessorizing at such a young age she just she loves them so amazing I, um, you know but that being flexible with that I just got some that, rose gold metallics oh my god and behind that pair comes the glitter sparkle yes oh that's because coming guess girls. what if you need to have glasses Yes, the world's caught up. Yes, yes. Oh my god! Because of other other moms that have been in this position. Yes, one hundred percent. I was going to actually say this is a good segue. Um, I don't know that we really need this answer, but I'd love to hear it from you. So we always ask people, "What is your superpower?" And 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 to define that, like, who are you in your group of friends? Like, who are you? What is? What do you bring to the world? Which obviously anyone that's listening to you can hear your passion, your yeah. enthusiasm, right, like, your like sense of humor. The, I, know, it's like but I try to be positive. I think for me, it's like you know, even early on when things would you know, when I was in high school or something, and like think like you know, maybe my friend didn't get the pl- part in the play, and I'm like, tried to look on the bright side of things. So I, I guess I'm Mrs. Brightside. So you know, just trying to like find the positive, find the positive, which it makes you such a natural publicist. Yeah, I do. I try just to like find spinning the, really, the news. Your whole situation really works. Yeah, but yeah, you I sh- was going to be a teacher. That's the part that's like no. so crazy. And I probably would have been like a decent teacher, but like I wouldn't have loved You would it have as had much. very nice font. Yeah, I would. Your classroom would have been really cool. It would. It Your would. bulletin board would have been pretty. pretty. But I don't think I would have been I could see you fulfilled. going back to that though. I could see yeah. you teaching. So you a could course. teach yes. your your uh, It's funny. I have your a, trade. Yeah, I have a sorority sister who teaches at Kane and she's like if you ever go and get your masters, please talk to me. I'd love for you to um, you know, come back as like an adjunct or something and I'm like, huh. By the way, but I we thought about that all the time. I really like, no, no, I didn't really. We like thought about school. it, often. and I, I didn't really. I feel bad saying that. I am not a good student. Like, let's I, just go the way of Justin Timberlake and yeah, eventually get our doctorate yes, that way. That's I'm. Yeah, JT. It's totally for fine. Yeah, <laughs> JT, for JT for president. Totally. 
Um, so we like to wrap up because we spend so much time talking about yeah. all this professional stuff with some fun stuff okay. just to kind of lighten it up at the end yeah. before like, shake, shake out, out those muscles that we talked about. Um, you guys so actually just like live action. We both <laughs> live action shook shimmied. Um, so we heard that you're from a farm in Piscataway yes, earlier. Yes, I grew up on a farm. Um, yeah. But so I don't, I'm sure you had a favorite hometown restaurant still, even though you were like living on the farm. Um, we always ask people, what is your go-to order at your favorite hometown restaurant? Oh, like hometown, like where I grew you're up. Like, Go home and order. What oh, is it that well, you order? Well, the farm is that the farm got bought by the by the uh, township, so it's not a working farm anymore. But um, oh man, okay. So we, I guess oh, this is so embarrassing, but like an Applebee's opened up, and yes. I, we would go and like me and my girlfriend, so like, rural, yeah, like we would go and get it's like, like Friday honey, night their honey mustard was the best, and like yes. chicken fingers and fries, and like you know that was or there was um, we would get like a. Ice cream and waffles at this diner near our high school, the, the Scotchwood. Anyone on Route 22 in Scotch Plains ever go to the Scotchwood? Their waffles and ice cream is the best with a cream, with a, um, cho- with a, what is it? Um, a cream, what are those, um, like a diner? Oh, uh, an egg cream. Egg cream, thank you. I'm um, on my way. Yes, actually. So, that so sounds good. great. Um, Scotch Plains, I'm on my, in my yeah, car. Yeah, but then there's Scotchwood. so many great restaurants in Monmouth County, and, you know, so we have really good food down here. We so, do. Yeah. We also like to ask, we talked a little bit about your travel days before. But if you could travel anywhere mm. in the world, yes, where would you go? One alone, two with friends, Ooh. and three with your husband. Okay, um, I'd love alone. I'd love to go on one of these like retreats that mm, you do. Like, girl. I, I definitely, I got like, one for you. <laughs> oh my god, I love I, that. Like, looks. Re- I'm at a po- place in my life where like that being alone doesn't scare me. I think you know, like where I think. Maybe five year five years ago, Christina would be like, "Oh my god, I can't eat alone." But now I like revel in being alone. It's like amazing. You're not alone in this, uh, yeah. this particular environment in that way. Yeah, but there's something so incredibly yeah. spectacular. Yeah. In fact, retreat. I just talked about this with somebody the other day that to go on a yoga retreat or dance retreat or any kind of retreat for you, there's so few, if not any opportunities in our lives these days to be alone yes and to do something for just you yep. so even when you're like going away with your husband like you're there for each other yeah, your marriage the, yeah. this that and the other if you're away with your family you're there to create memories for your children if you're there for if you're away for a bachelorette you're there for the bride right to go somewhere yeah just for you and to spend three to four days working on you is yeah. like something that you cannot yeah, I'm like really in place. It's yeah. a really cool thing it to be able to amazing. do. It looks amazing, and I um, definitely am interested in you know in doing that for me. Um, and then what? Um, if you could go anywhere with like a, a partner, like with Lou. Yeah. So I, I mean, we really feel alive in Europe. Like we just we love like it just sightseeing. works for you. Yeah. yeah. Like we've we honeymooned in Italy. Then we went to Paris and Amsterdam. We've you know just have had really good times. So you know I, I'm thinking like Croatia or Spain or something like that. We'd love just like immersing ourselves we don't do tours like I kind of plan it myself and we kind of go with Mm -hmm. no like agenda we you know even when on our honeymoon we went to Positano and we were I had all these like day trips planned and I was like F that we're just living we're just going to camp out here we're going to go to the deli and get sandwiches and live on like we just kind of immersed ourselves in the culture um Family, I would, you know, I mean, or friends, uh, yeah, a group, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. These like big, like OBX houses are kind of intriguing yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm, 
you know, I'm we're going to Myrtle. My friend's family has a house in Myrtle Beach, so we're doing that in a couple weeks with our daughter because it's a short plane ride. And you know, when they drive down, so I can throw a bunch of crap in their car and they'll take it down for me. Um, so yeah, I think anything like beachy where she, my daughter, can just like run around and feel free, the sand between her toes, you know, like that kind of feel the sun, see a palm tree, that kind mm-hmm. of like excitement. Sounds flavor. great. Yeah. Now, we can wrap it up on this. We talked about this a little bit before we are on air. But oh, cu- wait, hold on. I'm curious. Yes. What's your favorite Monmouth order? Yeah, oh, where's your favorite place here? Oh. I felt like we, like, disappointed you by not asking oh, that. Oh, um, I love... Okay, so since I lived in Red Bank before I was a Little Silver resident. Um, I love like Pad Thai from Teak. I love the Asian salad from Bistro. I love a Barnacle Bill's burger. Um, And I love the Stupid Cupid from Pliables. Like love the Stupid Cupid. It's a seasonal, but they have it on the menu and it is amazing. And I love um, the Blonde Shallots salads from Sickles. She is, I think she lives in my neighborhood. If you're listening to me, I love her. She is, oh my God, I I kind of want to be her friend. Oh my yeah, god, I love her she, salads. This is Chrissy Teigen, and he, I, I like need. I just love her it. salads. Are really yeah, special. and I have tried yeah, I, to recreate I them. And I was I, eating like chicken meatballs in front of her the other day, like just like live action. Oh yeah, because she, she catered. She yes, catered she our Fairhaven. Yeah. Our Fairhaven. Um, First floors yeah. the other day yeah. that we did a very event, no, a PTA her. event, and she, we were chatting with her in no, the kitchen. And her stuff is in, yeah, insane. no, she's amazing. Her, her catering salad. is really good too. Is it okay? Mm-hmm. Good to know. But her salads, like I like live for her posts on Instagram when she tells me, yeah. like, like to after I'm leaving here today and going to Sickles and getting um, it's a What's new salad. That? I don't know. It's one with uh, craisins and there's the two that I I forget the names, but I'm sorry, I'm chopping up your salad so poorly. Whatever. I don't even <laughs> Jess, know. I don't even Jess, know what her first name Jessica, is. But I love her, Jessica Rogers. <laughs> And what is your so? What's your current brand crush besides Blonde Shallow? Oh, okay. So yes, she's absolutely a brand crush. I talked about Motherly, major crush on them. Before I was be, when I was a mom. Now that I'm working with them as their publicist, they are a symphony and they make beautiful music. Um, and um, but I'm loving like all these like Instagram chickies like making moves. Like Kate Sturtino, she's the founder of Mega Babe. Have you guys mm-hmm. heard of Mega? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, Thigh Rescue. I mean, if you have thighs and they touch, you need this product to make your lives not as cranky. I own it. I own it. Yes, me too. I'm, you know, so my thighs. like the chapstick for yes, your thighs. my thighs yep. are not going anywhere. I need to do something about Chris it. Christian and Christian. All right. You guys <laughs> want to do but, she but she's just like on this, like she's an advocate for like make my size and like she, you know, calls out these brands that aren't making above a size 12, which is, you know, for the majority of women, that's their size, you know, so it's great. Um, but I love Emily Weiss from Glossier. I think mm-hmm. that she has really tapped into using social media to grow her business and making beauty accessible and not at these crazy price points. I'm just like, I'm loving like any girl on Instagram that's like waking up in the morning with a dream in her heart and making it ma- making and it I, happen. I think what you said before as far like the business of PR turned you said a little segue about the Away brand that I thought oh, was cool oh yes okay so Jen Rubio from Away she did a podcast with Guy Raz who is has an we amazing love. podcast yep. How I Built This if you're not listening to it you should along with Dreamcatchers um, so um, <laughs> thank so you she, you're welcome so she did not have a product they had the conception They, I think they had a prototype and she knew how important PR was so for that right off the bat I love her and her mind but she created like a book and in that book if you bought it you got a $250 gift card to um purchase an away luggage when they became available and the book sold out and that is such 
a great PR moment. Like she pitched the book with the gift card and got in all the holiday gift guides and all, like got so much press around a book when she was trying to launch a luggage company. Like genius. And the book was what? Travel tips I and stuff? I think it was like travel pictures. I, I That I don't remember. Right, right. So like some, sorry, Jen, right. I'm like destroying your... <laughs> thing. But um, I just, you know, I used to live in this world where you have to have the product before you even think about PR. And she totally educated me and taught me something that I now apply to my career. You just have to have a great idea. idea. It's, you know, it's, it's a great idea. And that's it. That's all you need. And I don't think I could love spending more time with anyone. It's yeah. like, it's like I love everything like you a, have to say. Oh my goodness! It's just such you. a you're just a you're just such a you're a light. light. That's what oh, you are. Thank you. God. What you do is important. Thank you. Thank you. And I, I, and I know that it feels you know sometimes it doesn't like we were talking about before. We're like it can feel hollow. Yeah. When you see the way you talk mm. about what you do, thank this you. is why I'm doing this. Yes. Oh well. What you're that, doing is what I'm goodness. doing. What I'm doing is what you're doing. Okay. Yes. I want to shed a light on someone that loves what they do. Thank you. I love it. And thank you to Andrea for yes. sharing you with us today. Oh yes, we love you, Andrea. <laughs> we love you, Andrea. Andrea, Andrea. <laughs> what a victory! Uh, what yeah, a what victory. a victory! These up. Tootsie's real name is. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Tootsie's no, real name she's, is Andrea. She's, she's Tootsie. Tootsie. She's Tootsie. <laughs> oh my God. So. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Yes, Go get your sickles. salad. Blonde shallot. I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> we have so many hashtags in this. I don't know where to start. I know. All right. Uh, thanks thank for being you. here, Christina. Thank you guys so much. This was the best day. Best way to kick off my week. Best, best, best. Thank Amazing. you. Amazing. All right.